Welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and really, I guess it's been a while since you've heard from me. The past four, five, six episodes have been uh, previously recorded content from some speeches that have been given around South Carolina, um, Washington, D.C., all kinds of places, and, and doing some fun stuff. This this month, this past few weeks, we've been really preparing with, with the team of Gamage Enterprise here at the Dash to upgrade and update these services again. Um, if you think back to like when the podcast first came out, the first 13 or 14 episodes, I had a point when I started talking about season two and now we're at episode 42. So it's dang near time for season number three. And with that, we're at a point now where the Dash podcast is growing, y'all. You're listening, you're following, you're liking, and I'm getting some great feedback. So we want to step that up even more. And uh, I got a co-host now, a co-host by the name of DeAndre Mondesieur. How are you doing today, sir? Good. I just um, taking it day by day. Good. DeAndre just came back from a leadership conference at Clemson where only 50 students were accepted from an, uh, an, an uh, what's that called? A, a, you had to write a what? Essay. You had to write an essay to get in. And, and DeAndre is someone I met two years ago when I first moved to South Carolina, um, talking with Call Me Mr. and who else? It was called in the Capitol. Come in there like on Wednesdays and just, yeah. just talk to y'all about eight of you guys. And DeAndre reached back out to me a couple months ago and told me he wanted to be a public speaker. And um, he's interning with the company now. He's interning with me and um, really, really progressing. I'm, I'm amazed at uh, how smart you are, how bright you are, how willing you are, determined in, in your desire to do stuff. Um, he's learned how to do the podcast. He's produced the last few episodes, but nobody has known it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to rap with you, DeAndre. What's going on? I'm doing pretty good. Um, the leadership summit was great. I learned a lot of stuff about myself that I didn't know, and hopefully, I can bring it back into the community and mm. Um, mm. help people in our community with situations that I know how to solve. They may not know how to solve. And people can help me with situations I don't know how to solve, but they do. That's fair. And I mean, we've been talking for a while now, but I want to let um, other people kind of get to understand who you I'm not from Hartsville. I'm not from South Carolina. You were raised in the South. You were raised here in South Carolina, yeah. this real small town. Tell me who you are and where you're from. Well, I was born August 4th, and at, I'm where I grew up... Um, it's not. It wasn't the safest community. I'm not gonna lie. But in, in today, right now, today, I'm 16, going to be 17, August 4th, and a lot. This of, will be out on your birthday. This is wow. This yeah, is your birthday yeah. episode. And um, <laughs> my community had changed a whole lot. The people that was causing problems are either in prison mm. or underground, and um, it's sad to see it like that. But it was time for a change and a lot of people ask me is how you grew up and on Alphabet Hill and didn't fall under the mm. persona of Alphabet Hill and I basically tell people well, now, wait, what's Alphabet Hill? It's um it's in Darlington County, it's not in the city. Um I wish it was in the city because Darlington County basically I had to find out who our city council member is mm. to get them to clean up some of the wow. stuff. Like people own land over there, but it looks terrible. Mm. But um Alphabet Hill is basically used to be a problem area, um, like um, like some of South Hartsville is. Yeah. North Hartsville, Alphabet Hill was um, like South Hartsville back in the day, mm -hmm. and we still have some problems over there. 
but none whatsoever where yeah. police is over there twenty four seven. It's very quiet. I mean, it's not. We used to have nosy neighbors and everything. Yeah. But it's not as bad as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And when people say, "How did I come from that and not having my pants down?" Basically, that's what I take it as when they say, "How did I fall on the persona of Alphabet Hill?" I mm-hmm. tell them, my parents and my grandma. Um, basically, my dad. He. Um, my dad and my mom wanted better. When I made a C, my mom was like, um, "You're that's good, but you can do a little better. But when I made a C and my dad found out, he said, I don't care. You got to get a B next time. So basically, they wanted me to be better than what they are and um, where I'm from. And my grandma basically instilled in me, don't worry about what no one else says about you. You know who you are at heart and wow. follow your dream. And um, I tell her a lot of things that I never told my mom, and I'm probably not going to tell her anytime <laughs> soon. But um, there's stuff that um, I thought about do that I'm going to do that my grandma only knows about, and my, my mom doesn't. And um, one of my backup plans, if I do, I put back quotations about backup plans. If I don't go to college, mm-hmm. is become a police officer, a firefighter, and um, there's some. Um, and you know, coming from over there, you got a lot of people that doesn't like, don't like police officers or any type of first responders, and that's one thing I had to mm. fight with too, because my brother doesn't yeah. like police officers. But I tell him, I, just because you don't like it, don't mean it's gonna stop me from becoming right. one. And I'm, basically, it's just my parents and my grandma. Got you to where you are right yeah. now. Well, that, that's pretty cool. And even I'm I'm not as familiar with Alphabet Hill, but to give some more context, um, in in such a small city like Hartsville or in a small county like Darlington, there isn't really um, you can't really see gentrification or, or things of that nature. Yeah. But um, as far as I understand it, Alphabet Hill was um, used to be a, a very prominent place for Black folks to live, and over the time, it kind of fell by the wayside. Um, I guess so that that makes a lot of sense um, in terms of coming out of that and a lot of people DeAndre they call it a generational curse and because you were born in this place and in this way in this situation you stay there but obviously not and that's one of the things I wanted to talk on too because we like we, we met a couple of years ago yeah. um, through mutual adults but I mean not only yourself but uh, Tyler McCoy um, Daquan or Daquez excuse me uh, Jamal all kinds of guys that, that I still kind of keep in contact with. But a couple months ago, you reached out to me and, and talked about wanting to be a public speaker. After all that time, or after, because I haven't been up at the school in a while, what made you reach out to me? Um, basically, I want, I want to become a public speaker, but I'm kind of nervous of speaking in public. Mm-hmm. And as, I be, as I'm more prominent in school events and more um, active in school events, I still, I'm still nervous when I get up there, but once I start talking, it leaves in. The reason why I reached out to you because you're a professional public speaker. If you were say professor, um, and I want to get pointers on like when to stop, take a pause, and mm. just tips on how to be a good public speaker, how to write a good speech. Because I can tell you now, the last speech I wrote, I feel like it was great, but the, you know, being in school and all that stuff, <laughs> they censored me. Ah. That's why I wanted to do a public speaking on my own. So gotcha. the only person that can censor myself is me, yeah. and I won't censor Ooh. myself. Okay. And well, then, so when we met, though, uh, 
after we met, we talked about public speaking initially, but when we met at Crema at the coffee shop, we spoke about politics and you starting a podcast called No Filter. Yeah. Um, I, how did you, now how did you get from being in the hood, can I say the hood? Yeah, I mean. You're I mean, living in the hood and then you come out, not only you want to be a cop, you want to be a firefighter and a politician. Why is that? Like, how'd you get how'd you get those kind of goals and dreams, like your grandmother and everything? How did you why did because you're serious about them too? Um, and you you have your college plans on going mm-hmm. to be a fighter. How did you how did you get to that point? Um if I tell the truth, I really don't I really never thought about that. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like it just happened. Um I always wanted to be a police officer since that since fifth grade. Yeah. And um, I started Fire Explorer in ninth grade and mm-hmm. pop and looking into politics in ninth grade too. So it kind of just sort of happened like, um, I guess from seeing police a lot and seeing how they handle stuff and um, how they are heroes, I would like to be held as a hero to mm-hmm. So that's why wow. I thought about first responder as my backup plan. And politics, it just sort of happened. I just sat down one night and decided to watch the presidential debate and it was I know a lot of people always say I'm boring but it was so great just to watch a presidential debate wow. I actually I mean there was times when I yelled at the television like I was watching a football game and there was time I laughed about stuff but it was just do you have a favorite politician? Um, if in the state or out of state I don't know. Um, my favorite politician, if I was able to vote in the primary, would have been Marco Rubio. Okay. Why is that? Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't really look into his, um, what his promises. I put quotation right. around promises because they promised stuff and I didn't really feel. But I feel like Marco Rubio was, um, would have been able to relate to the youth more. I don't mm. because he was not 70 or yeah. a, a old, um, I feel like he would be able to re- relate to the youth more, and um, he's a very um, Christian man, and I would like to see mm. um, that in the office. Okay. So that's why, I, if I would have been able to vote in primary, my vote would have went with Margot Rubio. That's fair. That's fair. What kind of? Um, I think you're making this easier for me too. You know, we're part of having a podcast, and we've been recording the last few weeks. But I think it's it's it, you're helping kind of take the pressure and the ease off as well, you know, yeah. feeling like you have to talk to someone yeah. that's not really listening to you can yeah. be kind of difficult. Yeah. So actually getting to talk to you, I feel a little bit more at ease uh, having having this conversation. And what I also want to talk to you about, we're not going to take too long, I um, just want to introduce you to the people, but in Clemson, that was that leadership conference. What do you bring to the table as a leader? Um, my leadership style is, um, I'm, if I have an idea, I'm going to stick with it until um, proven wrong hmm. um, proven wrong by facts or until it's not able to be reached anymore because from my, from what I learned about my leadership style I'm uh, one that sticks to my idea no matter what if okay. I hurt someone I still stick to it if hmm. um, people uh, unfriend me I still stick to it's like I'm emotionally attached to my idea wow, wow. is that uh, what are the positives and what are the pros and cons? I don't like saying negatives. What are the what do you see as the checks and balances in your leadership style? I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but that's an interesting answer. Um, my pros are I'm passionate about what I want to do, and 
I'm going to accomplish it in the best way I can. The cons is that um, I'm aggressive at times when I feel when mm. I'm trying to accomplish it and I feel frustrated. I don't want people to talk to me while I'm trying to do something. Um, I sh- sometimes I would shit myself off and just focus on my task at hand and I'm very sarcastic at, and I didn't know that about myself that that was the reason why I acted that way when I was focused on something was that was it was because I'm very sarcastic and mm. I like to focus on my idea and throw everybody idea out and yeah. that that's bad about a leader because you have to get um, input from um, the people around you um, people that are following you as a leader so that's the bad part you don't want to hear mm-hmm. other people's ideas because their ideas could be better than yours and you don't want to <laughs> accept that so that's one kind about mine okay that'll be good um, that's good I, I like what, what I'm about and you you know this already but creating opportunities I remember myself as a as a young person just seeing my mom would take me to uh, the Civil Rights Heritage Center and we would tour the Muhammad Ali Museum, We'd go meet these pastors and, and get these movies and, and just have experiences um, that now open my eyes to things that I've never seen. And I say creating opportunities because you created the opportunity by you asking, and we were just talking about this last time we spoke, by you reaching out and asking to come meet with me about speaking, you fast forwarded your life by 20 years. And I say that because you wanted to start a podcast, but you thought you wouldn't be able to have one until you were 40. And here we are now, your first podcast coming out on your birthday. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, my first podcast came out on my birthday, February 3rd. So it's it's so fitting when, when you want something, the world will conspire to help you get it. That's what the yeah. alchemist says. Um, so, you know, creating opportunities to grow, lead, and experience. Because you asked that question, now we get to sit here and talk for every every day or every yeah. once a week for however, however long and it, it's just that that kind of simple thought and I think that's even I think that's the point of the show the dash um, I've, I've had a hard time really describing it I guess sometimes because it means so much you know the dash is is your life it's your legend it's your legacy it's the decisions you make every day um, when you go to that funeral and I've said it before you go to a, a graveyard, that's that's all you've got is that dash. It's the marathon of life from beginning to end. It's the dash. It's the sprint for the goal right ahead of you. And it's um it's everything in between. So I'm just trying to make the best of my dash and create opportunities to for all of us to grow through our own dash. Does that make sense? Yeah, and um if for you guys listening to the Dash podcast, if you don't understand what a dash is actually it actually means I didn't know what it meant until I watched one of his videos when mm. he was speaking at a college. The dash is the, say if you were born in 1958 and died in 2016, that little dash in the mm. middle is the definition of what you did in your life that everybody remembers. And that what I, I didn't understand that what the dash podcast was based off of mm. until I watched one of his videos on YouTube. And it's basically the dash in your life all the accomplishments that you made or failures because you got to yeah. look at both. Yeah. That, every decision counts. Yeah. Every decision counts. Shoot. That makes what your life is. This going to work out all right, man. You probably said that better than I have <laughs> in the first 40-some episodes. Um, and then, yeah, that's fair. You got anything else to add? I don't want to, I just want people to know who DeAndre is. Um, basically, I'm a um, well-rounded person. I, if I disagree with you, I may, um, 
dis- disagree with you. Um, I don't know. I just put this in a harsh manner, but I still respect your opinion. You may think that mm. you you can never approach me, but just when I um, get into my zone, I try to. I don't like for other people to um, try to prove me wrong, even though they may be right. It's just that um, I argue. Um, my arguments may seem harsh, but just remember that it's just the way I am, and you still can approach me afterwards. And I'm going to apologize after, even if I if I said anything that hurt you, but I still agree with. I'm still going to apologize to you. You can accept it the way you want to, mm. or you can't. It's just how I am. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. And that's what your pop. Why is it called no filter? Because you can say anything you want. Because you can say anything you want. So we. I don't know if we're going to have no filter on the Dash podcast, but we're going to have some real good conversation. DeAndre, thank you for uh, agreeing to be my co-host, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for however long we're going to last here until you have your own podcast or in addition to your own podcast. So thank you all for listening to episode number 42. It's an exciting pleasure to have DeAndre on the show and joining the Dash podcast. And this isn't the only announcement that we've got coming up. The focus and the goal is is to bridge the gap. We're trying to make the difference between where you are to where you want to be, where you've been to where you want to go. Keep an eye out for for all kinds of things coming coming soon. And to make sure that you are up to date, go follow me on SoundCloud at Trey Gamage. Go to Facebook at Trey Gamage and and go ahead and like that page and, and send a message, send a comment. Let me know what you thought about this episode and definitely let me know what you think about my new co-host, DeAndre Mondesor. Hope I didn't hurt any of you guys' feelings. (laughs) We're just getting started, man. Um, This is the Dash Podcast, episode 42, and we will see you next time.